Betsy and Tacy go over the big hill by Maud Hart Lovelace. Chapter two. Ten years old. In the morning it seemed thrilling to be ten years old. Betsy jumped out of bed and ran to the window. The lawn, the road, the branches of the trees, and Tacy's roof across the street were skimmed with snow. But she knew it could not last in April. Happy birthday, said Julia, struggling into her underwear beside the warm chimney which angled up from the hard coal heater downstairs. She spoke politely. She did not pound Betsy on the back as on other birthday mornings, but Betsy suspected that Julia was thinking more of the dignity of her own twelve years than of Betsy's ten. Betsy answered carelessly, That's right, it is my birthday. She dressed and went humming carelessly down the stairs. Her father pounded her plenty, and he held her while Margaret pounded. She was pounded and tickled and kissed. Of course, it was hard to act careless during such a rumpus, but after it was over, Betsy acted careless again. She crooked her finger when she lifted her milk glass, but just a little. She was afraid that Julia would notice. Don't you feel well, Betsy? asked her mother. Why, yes, said Betsy. I feel fine. She's very quiet, said her father. It's the weight of her years. Betsy was startled until she saw that her father was joking. Her father was a great one to joke. The pounding and joking showed that her birthday was remembered, but still nobody mentioned asking Tacy and Tib to supper. Betsy got ready for school slowly. When her father left for the shoe store, she was still dawdling over her coat and stocking cap, tangling her mitten strings, and losing her rubbers. She gave her mother plenty of chance to bring up the subject, but it didn't do any good. At last, Betsy said, Hadn't I better ask Tacy and Tib over to supper, Mama? Not today, answered Mrs. Ray. She sounded for all the world as though any other day would do as well. Mama's pretty busy today. You know Friday's cleaning day, Julia said importantly. Cleaning day? Betsy could hardly believe her ears. She tried to act as though it didn't matter. When I was only nine, I would have teased, she thought. She kissed her mother goodbye and went humming out the door and across the street to Tacy's. Mrs. Kelly came to the door and said, Isn't this your birthday, Betsy? <clears throat> indeed it is, said Betsy, stressing the indeed and looking hard at Tacy. Her manner was light and careless, very grown up. Mrs. Kelly did not seem to notice the grown upness. She took Betsy's round red cheeks in her hands and said, It's five years today that you and Tacy have been friends. Goodness, said Betsy, forgetting to act old for a minute because she felt so old. But she and Tacy acted old all the way down Hill Street, and even more so after they had cut through the vacant lot to Pleasant Street and called for Tib at her beautiful chocolate colored house. It was fun to watch Tib's round blue eyes grow rounder as she listened to them talk. Will you both come to tea some day this week? Betsy asked carelessly. Yes, indeed, said Tacy. I'd love to. Wouldn't you, Tib? Uh huh, said Tib. When I get. Yeah. When I get some money, said Betsy, I'm going to buy some nail powder. I'm going to start buffing my nails. I think we all ought to. So do I, said Tacy. I think my sister Mary would lend us a little nail powder, maybe. Do you really? asked Betsy. Yes, indeed, said Tacy. Tacy loved to say indeed. Tib didn't know how to talk in the new way. She hadn't learned yet, but she tried. I borrowed my mamma's nail powder once, and I spilled it, she said. Betsy and Tacy hurried over that. We must buy some hairpins, too, said Betsy. Of course, we're not quite ready to put up our hair, but we, will sh we shall be soon. 
Read, <laughs> read that one instead? Okay. I can hardly wait to get my skirts down, Tacy said. Ankle length is what I prefer. What do you prefer, Tib? asked Betsy. I don't know what prefer means exactly, said Tib. Betsy, do you think I still look like a baby? Betsy glanced at her and hastily glanced away. Not so much as you did yesterday, she said. Try to talk like us, Tib, Tacy advised. It's easy when you get started. They talked grown up all the way to school, and they kept on doing it coming home from school at noon, and going back after dinner, and coming home again at three o'clock. On that trip, when they reached the corner by Tib's house, Betsy felt a strong return of that queer feeling inside. The snow was melting, and the ground was slushy and damp. It wasn't a good time for playing out. Today of all days she should be asking Tacy and Tib to come to her house, and her mother had told her not to. Tacy and Tib acted embarrassed. Tacy looked at Tib, and Tib looked at Tacy, and said, "'Why don't you come into my house to play?' "'I'd like to. Wouldn't you, Betsy?' Tacy asked. "'There are some funny papers you haven't seen,' said Tib. "'Is it all right for us to look at them, now we are ten? "'Of course,' said Tacy hastily. "'Lots of grown people read the funny papers, don't they, Betsy?' "'Oh, of course,' said Betsy. So they went into Tib's house, where they always loved to go, and it was so it was so beautiful with a tower on the front and panes of coloured glass in the front door. They sat on the window seat and looked at the funny pages, funny papers, crooking their fingers when they turned the pages. Betsy began to feel better. She had an idea. I think we're too old, she said, to call each other by our nicknames any more. I think we ought to start using our real names. For instance, you should call me Elizabeth. Yes, said Tacy, and you should call me Anastasia. "'And you should call me Thelma,' said Tib. "'Hello, Anastasia. How de do, Elizabeth?' The big names made them laugh. Whenever they said Anastasia, they laughed so hard that they rolled on the window seat. Matilda, the hired girl, came in from the kitchen. "'What's going on in here?' she asked, looking cross. Matilda almost always looked cross. "'Anastasia and Elizabeth are making me laugh,' said Tib. "'No, it's Thelma acting silly,' cried Betsy and Tacy. "'Where are all those folks?' asked Matilda, looking around. Betsy, Tacy, and Tib shouted at that. They had such a good time that Betsy almost forgot how strange it was not to have Tacy and Tib come to supper on her most important birthday. But when the time came to go home, she remembered. "'Tacy,' she said, as they walked through the vacant lot, "'people don't make as much fuss about birthdays after other people grow up. Have you noticed that?' "'Um, uh,' said Tacy. She acted embarrassed again. "'Not that it matters, of course,' said Betsy. "'It doesn't matter a bit.' It did, though. It was dusk when she reached home, but no lamps had been lighted except in the kitchen where Mrs. Ray was bustling about getting supper. She wore a fresh vel—oops! She wore a brown velvet bow in her high red pompadour, and a fresh brown checked apron tied around her slender waist. Julia was scrubbing Margaret at the basin, and Julia, too, looked very spick and span. "'Clean up good for supper, Betsy,' her mother said. "'Yes, ma'am,' said Betsy. Mamma said Julia, "'don't you think Betsy ought to put on her new plaid hair ribbons?' "'Yes, that's a good idea,' said Mrs. Ray. "'After all, it's her birthday,' said Julia. And Margaret clapped her wet hand over her mouth and said, "'Oh, oh!' Margaret was only four years old. "'Probably she thinks Julia is giving something away. Probably she thinks I don't know we'll have a birthday cake,' thought Betsy." And then she thought, "'Maybe we won't. Things get so different as you get older.' She felt gloomy. 
but she scrubbed her face and hands, and Julia helped her braid her hair, and even crossed the braids in back. They were just long enough to cross. Julia tied the plaid bows perkily over Betsy's ears. When she was cleaned up, Betsy went into the back parlour. The fire was shining through the eyes and glass windows of the hard coal heater there. It looked cosy, and she would have enjoyed sitting down beside it with a book, but her mother called out, "'Betsy, I borrowed an egg today from Mrs. Rivers. Will you return it for me, please?' "'Right now?' asked Betsy. "'Yes, please,' her mother answered. "'Of all things,' said Betsy to herself. It seemed to her that she might return the egg to-morrow. It seemed to her that Julia might do the errands on this particular day. It was a nuisance getting into outdoor clothes when she had just taken them off. "'What must I wear?' she asked, trying not to show she was cross because it was her birthday. "'You'll only need your coat and rubbers. Go out the back way,' her mother said. So Betsy put on her coat and rubbers and took an egg and went out the back way. Mrs. Rivers lived next door, and she was very nice. She had a little girl just Margaret's age, and a still smaller girl, and a baby. The baby was sitting in a high chair eating his supper, and Mrs. Rivers asked Betsy to stay a moment and watch him. He was just learning how to feed himself, and he was funny. Betsy stayed and watched him, and she said, Indeed, and prefer to Mrs. Rivers, and that cheered her up a little. Mrs. Rivers kept looking out of the window. At last she said, "'I'm afraid your mother will be expecting you now. "'Good-bye, dear. Go out the back way.' "'So Betsy went out the back way "'and climbed the little slope which led to her house. "'The ground was slippery, for the melted snow had frozen again. "'The stars above the hill were icy white. "'She went into the house dejectedly. "'There was no one in the kitchen. "'The door which led to the dining-room was closed. "'They've started supper without me. "'On my birthday,' Betsy thought. "'She felt like sitting down and crying.' She opened the dining-room door and then stopped. No wonder she stopped. The room was crowded with children. They called, Surprise! Surprise on Betsy! Betsy's father stood there with his arm around Betsy's mother, and both of them were smiling. Tacy and Tib rushed over to Betsy and began to pound her on the back, and Julia ran into the front parlor and started playing the piano. Everybody sang, Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday, dear Betsy! Happy birthday to you! "'It's a surprise party!' cried Margaret, red-faced from joyful suspense. It was certainly a surprise. There were ten little girls at the party, because Betsy was ten years old. Ten little girls, that is, without Margaret, who was too little to count. Betsy made one, and Julia made two, and Tacy made three, and Katie made four, and Tib made five, and a little girl named Alice, who lived down on Pleasant Street, made six, and Julia's and Katie's friend Dorothy, who also lived down on Pleasant Street, made seven, and three little girls from Betsy's class in school made eight, nine, and ten. There were ten candles on the birthday cake, but before they had the birthday cake they had sandwiches and cocoa, and along with the birthday cake they had ice cream, and after the birthday cake they played games in the front and back parlors. Betsy's father played with them. Betsy's mother played the piano for going to Jerusalem, and when Betsy's father was left without a chair, how everybody laughed. Betsy and Tacy and Tib played harder than anyone. They forgot to crook their fingers and to say, indeed, and prefer. They forgot to call one another Elizabeth and Anastasia and Thelma. In fact, after that day, they never did these things again. But just the same, in the midst of the excitement, Betsy realized that she was practically grown up. Flushed and panting from blind man's buff, her braids loose and her best hair ribbons untied, she found her mother. "'Mama,' she said, "'this is the first party I ever had at night.' 
"'That's right,' her mother answered. "'The children are staying until nine o'clock, and Papa is taking them home.' "'Is it because I'm ten years old?' asked Betsy. "'Of course it is,' her mother answered. Betsy rushed to find Tacy and Tib. She drew them into a corner. "'You notice,' she whispered proudly, "'that we're having this party at night.' "'What about it?' asked Tib. "'What about it?' repeated Betsy. "'Why, it's a grown-up party.' "'It's practically a ball,' said Tacy. "'Oh,' said Tib. "'Of course,' she pointed out after a moment. "'Tomorrow isn't a school day.' Tib always mentioned things like that, but Betsy and Tacy liked her just the same. End of chapter 2, read by Kara Schallenberg, www.kray.org, on Friday, September 11, 2015, in El Sobrante, California.